Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating, her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. There are some companies that have built reputations for being able to consistently manage projects effectively. However, the vast majority of organizations have a more spotty reputation. Does your organization have any of the following characteristics? Projects completed late, over budget, or without meeting the functionality requirements of your client. Weak standard processes and techniques used inconsistently by project managers. Project management is reactive and not seen as providing value. The time required to manage projects proactively is not built into the schedule. Project management is considered overhead. Projects are successful in spite of a lack of planning and project management by heroes that overcome heavy stress and overtime work to get the job done. Given the high rate of project failures, you might think that companies would be happy to just have their project finish with some degree of success. That's not the case. Despite the odds, organizations expect projects to be completed faster, cheaper, and better. The only way that these objectives can be met is through the use of effective project management processes and techniques. My esteemed guests today are Sue Churchill, Joe Fitz, and Lisa Bossel, project management professionals, that's PMP, a designation lauded as the gold standard of project management certification because it is recognized and demanded by organizations worldwide. The PMP validates their competence to perform in the role of a project manager, leading and directing projects and teams. They're all members of the Project Management Institute's Northern Nevada chapter, which PMI is the world's leading not-for-profit membership association for the project management profession. So welcome to all of you and Lisa. Let's start with the definition of what is a project, and then we'll move into what is project management. Thank you, Sherry, for that introduction. A project is anything really that has a beginning and an end. So most of what we do in business is a project. Even in our personal lives, you're doing a remodel. That's a project. In business, you're starting up a new division or you're doing a new manufacturing a new construction, the Virginia Street Bridge is opening. That's a project. And there's a project manager responsible for that project, making sure that all the various areas within the project are talking to each other and communicating. Project management, then, is, Sue, you want to pick up on that as to, great, I have this idea, I want to get from A to Z, but what does that really look like? Exactly, Sherry. Project management has a lot of different variables. The Project Management Institute has tried to put those into perspective internationally uh, by creating a project management body of knowledge. Um, which is a large, cumbersome (laughs) 
manual, if you will, that divides a project into five process groups. Okay, project management is really the standardized processes that we have come up with internationally from all kinds of different disciplines and industries contributing to what we see uh, as the most efficient, effective way to get a project done. Of course, it happens in a lot of different industries, from construction to event management to something as simple as building a deck on the back of your house. Everyone really has done project management sometime in their life. They may have become an accidental project manager. They may have fallen into it. Each of us has had an opportunity at some time or other to organize our thoughts and plan and schedule and uh, consider budget or cost. So we've just taken that typical process and brought it into more efficient, effective planning processes. So Sue mentions project cost, and one of the things that we talk a lot lot about in project management is the triple constraint. Mm -hmm. We look at the cost of a project, the time, and the scope. So in all projects, we do that. The time, how quickly is it going to be done? What's the schedule? The cost, what's our budget? And the scope, how much are we going to do? When we systematize that, what we do is we look at each of those and we specifically take a look at, for instance, which one is most important. Is Does this project have to get done by a certain date? Then the schedule is the most important thing. And the other two we have a chance, we have wiggle room. We can change things. The goal is to be successful in all three. Usually projects have some things that happen along the way. And what we then do is we take a look at the triple constraint, time, cost, and scope, and decide where we want to make changes so that the project as a whole can be successful. Sometimes people will do something, whether it's a project or we're going to change something within the organization, and there's always the domino effect because someone didn't think about, gee, if we change X, Mm -hmm. it affects all this other stuff within the company, and I'm guessing that's one of the things why you guys are professionals that you're going to look at. Yes. Matter of fact, on a lot of the big projects, you typically spend a, a, the vast majority of your time doing all all, the, all of the requirements in the in the beginning. A lot of um, sitting down and talking with various stakeholders just to make sure you've got everything planned out, and that's typically the most painful process, just because it takes a long time to go through. But it's it's vital that all those steps are done up front because it's a lot easier to change scope at that point in time. It's a lot, a lot it's a lot more cost effective at that point as opposed to when you're getting down the line. And you decide, oh, we got to make a change, and it becomes really, really expensive to kind of go back and do all those, the, all, all the rework again. So, yes, the, you typically do a ton of the of, of the requirements work up front and be able to to, to flesh all the all those costs out and all the, the requirements ifs out. And exactly. What happens if right? and all those things that will your mitigation plans, your risk, <laughs> yep, risk plans. Yep. I think that another thing that. We at our chapter and also the international organization take a look at is how do you avoid problems? How do you solve problems? I'm sure some of our listeners have heard about scope creep, and that is very typical, 
especially in small companies, but in every company, mm-hmm. um, because as you're doing a project, someone typically at a higher management level will get a great idea to add something. Well, if you're doing this part already, why can't you just add this other piece and, you know, we'll have an even better outcome? Well, that's great, but they have to consider that when you add something to the project outcome, you also need to add time and perhaps human resources and perhaps cost, budget. Yes, the triple constraint. And another thing that affects those triple constraints is quality. What quality level do you want? Typically, we put that into the scope piece, but it really permeates throughout the whole project. As a business owner, then, let's say we want to build a whole new wing. That's construction, and there's no one qualified in my organization to do that. So someone like you that is a professional in project management... And you guys have worked in this industry for a lot of years, so you've tapped into all kinds of different projects. Where would I even begin? I mean, if I was trying to do this on my own, there's so much I'm sure that you guys know and understand about the pre-planning, the planning, the implementation, and what is that expected result. I mean, how do you rein these people in from, like you're talking about, scope creep? And, well, if we're going to build two floors, we might as well build three. Right. And I think one of the things that people sometimes do is bring in a project manager who has experience and specifically experience in that area. So within Northern Nevada, we have project managers in construction, in IT, gaming, of course, mining, all various different Mm -hmm. fields within Northern Nevada. It's useful for people to have that background, that domain knowledge, and then also have the project manager skills. So generally, if you're going to do a construction project, you find someone who's a construction project manager, and they then speak that language when they're talking to some of the other stakeholders, the general contractor, the other fields, and they also bring in that project management skill that will be able to systematize and be able to look ahead at what problems might arise. I want to talk about the difference between the project planning, so planning we've been talking about, and the actual implementation. How do we move this to action? Stick with us. We'll be right back. This is David Cole, author of Go From Zero to Hero on LinkedIn. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because her focus is educating business owners how to take it to the next level. Sage advice and guidance is what you get when you listen to The Sherry Hill Show. Bye, Mom. Bye, Dad. Bye, kiddos. More coffee, dear? Yeah, honey, but just a bit. It's going to be another hot one today. Doris and Phil next door are getting their swimming pool ready. The kids were asking when they could invite their friends over for a pool party. Let's go to Pool Supply Outlet today. Good idea. I saw the Pool Supply Outlet TV spot last night. Everything in the store is super low priced. We need chlorine tablets, pass the salt, and this year I want to get some noodle swords and a big blow-up shark so I can be king of the pool. Right, babe. Pool Supply Outlet also has great prices on robotic pool cleaners. Pass the butter. We should get one so I can spend more time enjoying the pool. You mean so I can spend more time enjoying 
enjoying the pool? And your koi pond? That's right. Pool Supply Outlet is right next door to Oasis Pond Maintenance and Supply. They've got the best prices in town on pond treatment and fish food. Hurry up so we can get going. Do you know how to get there? It's at the corner of Glendale Avenue and Marietta and Sparks. Pool Supply Outlet, 881 Glendale Avenue. I also want one of those cute duck decoys. Come to our Customer Appreciation Barbecue on Saturday, May 7th, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. See the newest pool products, food, refreshments, and fun. Saturday, May 7th, Pool Supply Outlet, 881 Glendale Avenue in Sparks. Pool Supply Outlet, Reno.com. Before you know it, the hot days will be here again with temperatures scorching into the 90s and even the 100s. SunTech solar screens block 80 to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. And SunTech solar screening protects furnishings and flooring. Call SunTech Solar Screening, 775-352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening. 775-352-9396. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. Businesses can plateau, stall, or stagnate without the owner even realizing it. Why? Because many startups as well as seasoned business owners struggle unnecessarily and fail to reach new levels of profitability and success because they focus on the wrong things or they lack a concrete, clear picture of where the business is supposed to go. If you want to get your business, yourself, your finances, and your life to a better place, then join Sherry Hill, the gutsy success engineer who has years of experience as a certified business instructor, for the new Catalyst Live, a 12-week deep dive program through the Cube at Midtown, starting Thursday nights, May 19th through August 4th. If you're ready to unlock that true potential and push yourself beyond the status quo, then go to our website, www.cubeatmidtown.com, to learn more and register. Early bird pricing ends April 29th, and seats are limited for this epic 12 weeks to a winning business strategy. Visit www.cubeatmidtown.com. This is Lisa Bossell from Project Management Institute, Northern Nevada Chapter. You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she helps business leaders learn. Sherry Hill is professional and inspirational. Project planning and implementation are two very different things. Unfortunately, too many managers pour all of their energy into ambitious planning efforts without giving enough thought to how goals actually will be achieved. Strategic planning efforts essentially take place in a laboratory devoid of the range of uncontrollable variables present in the real world. Even the best laid plans need correction and adjustment on the fly, making project managers' jobs that much more important. Implementing projects is important for project managers in the strategic planning process because it can reveal new issues and challenges that planners may not have anticipated, ultimately resulting in more refined strategies, products, and processes. 
Joining me are project management professionals Sue Churchill, Joe Fitz, and Lisa Bossel, all current members of the Project Management Institute's Northern Nevada chapter, which has a mission to advance the capability of practitioners to practice their profession of project management for the benefit of other project managers themselves and for whom they do project management work while building professional relationships in a fun and learning environment so they bring value to their members, the Northern Nevada community and the global PMI community. To learn more, check out their website at pmi-nnv.org. So, Joe, let's talk about how you, as the project manager, that leader and facilitator, get everyone moving from project planning into project implementation so that you ultimately reach those strategic planning goals. Sure. So one of the most important things to do is to make sure that you have buy-in from all the sponsors, particularly they're the ones that are controlling all the resources on on the project. So you got to make sure that you kind of have their buy-in first. Lisa, let's talk about how you, as the project manager, the leader, the facilitator, get everyone moving from project planning into project implementation so that you ultimately reach those strategic planning goals. So getting everyone moving, the plan and the important thing is that you get everyone moving towards the same goal. So making sure that all of your sponsors, all of your stakeholders, are in agreement of what the goal is. And the interesting thing about that is you don't just do that once at the beginning of the project. You have to do that consistently along the way because people are doing other things and they get confused. They think of new things they want to to do. So keeping people on the same page is an important part of the leadership role of the project manager. The next group in some ways the most important group is the team who's actually working on the project and getting them engaged in the goal of the project, getting them on board and understanding what all the pieces are, why you're doing what you're doing, and again with them making sure that along the way they are staying focused and engaged in what the project is. Right. And so part of this is, of course, from the front, because, you know, typically you have the visionary. I want this done and I want it done by this timeline. If you look at, well, who is the team that's going to do this? A lot of them are wearing lots of hats. They're doing, so how do we focus? How do you get people, you know, are we working on this one hour a day or is this eight hours a day? I mean, how do you really assess what truly are those resources and who really should be on this team? Uh, well, pr- probably the, the the best thing to do right there is just to make sure that you've got the proper buy-in from from the sponsors, and be because it, they're they're the ones that, that can actually um, set priorities for the people that are actually on on the, on the team, and to remove uh, barriers um, that that are going to be pulling at them for other for other um, other projects as well. Um, one of the goals, or one of the advantages for a project manager, of course, is if you have full-time resources working on the project. Big difference. But you're absolutely right, Sherry. Most of the time you don't, and that is a challenge. So again, what you're doing as the project manager, the leader, is you're setting up a schedule, and you have assigned people to do certain work, and then you're assessing it along the way. 
removing obstacles as best you can every single day to make sure that the that the work continues. That's good. Well, well, let's let's talk a little bit about the team because again, if I'm getting the directive from mm-hmm. the hire to go now, all of a sudden, this is the project that is the priority, right? <laughs> Well, and that's a good thing to figure out um, within the company, and your sponsor can help you strategize about that because everyone has a tendency to think that the project they're working on is the highest priority when, in fact, the company or the powers that be may not see it that way. I think also it's, it's probable that people sometimes on a team want to do their very best, which is a good thing, except that they try so hard to do 110% when maybe the powers that be in the company are only really hoping for 90% effectiveness. Um, and that That's just to show that there are different priorities. Mm-hmm. And asking those questions up front is one of the things that a project manager can do to help align the team and the company. Typically, you don't find that. So looking at the team, you mentioned, uh, Sue, aligning the team. And one of the things that you do need to make sure as the project manager is that you are communicating with your team, that you are checking in with them. You're giving them assignments. And then, as Joe says, one of the most important things that you can do is get the obstacles out of their way. Mm -hmm. So one of the ways you do that is you have meetings with people and you say, what's in the way of getting your job done? And then you take that on as a project manager because your goal, if you have 10 people working on the project, your goal is to have those 10 people working at peak efficiency and you don't want them working on solving little problems. You take that on yourself as the project manager. Well, and also you don't want to get too close to the end of what you think is going to be success, and then all of a sudden you find out there's this huge thing because Sally didn't disclose that because she was too afraid to communicate or nobody ever asked. It's probably more nobody ever asked. Absolutely, and part of the power in team is that you have people not just paying attention to their little slice of the pie. They're actually looking at the whole goal. They're helping each other and they're paying attention to the end result so that if you're noticing things as a team, if you think there might be something wrong with your little piece of it, that you're bringing it up in meetings, you're talking with people, your goal is everyone's success. Right. But as the facilitator or the leader of this, you have your eye on the big picture. Of course, you're assigning tasks and responsibility, and each one has their their area that they're supposed to complete. And then part of what you're brought in to do is to make sure that everyone's on time on schedule. Right. Exactly. And maybe another major role of the project manager is troubleshooter. Okay, like Lisa said, um, looking around at what pieces are maybe not seeming to move forward as readily or people that are lagging. I mean, there could be other other demands on their time, other priorities, and what project managers can learn as far as our methodology goes is that there are ways to work a schedule. If something gets delayed or held back, how can we work on other parts of the project 
um, that are not contingent on that particular item so that we are making forward progress and hopefully we'll come back together in order to get the project done on time, on budget, (laughs) within scope. It becomes important because the worst thing that can happen or what is typical, we come together for our monthly stat. How is that project going? And there's you never see any movement or result because there has been zero real focus on mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So what I, as a business owner, should think should take 30 days might in reality be a six-month project, right. but I don't see it that right. way, you right? You all, all the extra parts. Oh, yeah. It's right. true. So how how important is it for you when you meet with the owner or that lead person that says, we've got to get this project done to be realistic about it? Well, Joe mentioned requirements, and um, it's easy to kind of let that float by, but the the role of the team and the project manager specifically is to get those requirements for the project down in writing so that everybody is clear about how much is doneness, okay? Um, what kind of uh, quality are we talking about? Um, what things are not going to be included in the project? Almost as important as what things are. Um, and and then they are able to really look at the schedule. And we have um, a good environment when all of the people working on the project, or at least someone representing them, has input on the schedule. Because an upper management person or even a project manager can guesstimate how long something is going to take, but they may not be accurate. And that's where things can get derailed. So one of the things that you were also talking about is as a business owner, and if you have a project underway, and you are getting weekly updates from the project manager, yes, you'll be worried if things are always behind. And you'll ask the question then, what can I do? What are the issues? You're, you're asking good questions. I think another thing as a business owner you should be concerned about is if the project manager always says everything's going well. <laughs> if, <laughs> if it's always a green light... I get concerned because I, so project managers here are all (laughs) laughing because Mm -hmm. if it's always a green light, everything always looks good on a project, you might not be getting the real answer or it's a really simple project and it should have been done in a week and you're taking a whole month. (laughs) But the reality of projects is things go well and then they don't go so well and you solve them. So you want to make sure that you're getting the truth, the honest. People need to report what is really going on. I want to pick up on this conversation, and we're going to discover why good project managers are hard to find. We'll be right back. This is Leah Cartwright, Government Relations Manager at J.K. Bells & Associates. You are listening to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she has the ideas that make Reno work. The millennial generation gets great ideas from the Sherry Hill Radio Show. Sage International Incorporated fosters the entrepreneurial spirit by first educating our clients. In fact, we wrote the best-selling book, Incorporate and Get Rich, as recommended by Robert Kiyosaki in his bestseller, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. 
For over 20 years, we've taught thousands of business owners, investors, professionals, and entrepreneurs how to properly structure their business and personal assets to avoid the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate and death taxes. Call Sage International Incorporated at 1-800-254-5779 to set up a free 30-minute consultation. That's 1-800-254-5779. Sage International. SunTech Solar Screening is proud to offer innovative products, giving you control over your environment and increasing the comfort and value to any residential or commercial building. Call SunTech Solar Screening, 775-352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening, 775-352-9396. This is Joe Fitz from Project Management Institute, Northern Nevada Chapter. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she brings the Northern Nevada business community together. High-level thinkers are tuned in and they listen to The Sherry Hill Show. If you have comments about today's show or any questions, please email sherry at sherryhillshow.com. Good project managers are hard enough to find, and great project managers are rarer still. The best project managers are those who consistently deliver on time and within budget projects that meet or exceed stakeholders' expectations. Those project managers understand that leadership and people skills are even more important to good project management than a sound methodology and project tracking tools. Skilled project managers are invaluable to businesses implementing complex project-based processes completed by teams of workers. This specialty fulfills an increasingly important role in countless companies, With thousands of project manager openings currently posted on major job search sites, it's clear that project management is one of today's fastest-growing professions. My driven and resourceful guests, Joe Fitz, Sue Churchill, and Lisa Bossel, project management professionals, that's PMPs, and members of the Project Management Institute's Northern Nevada Chapter, which offers lots of educational opportunities, networking events, and a host of fabulous resources for their members. To learn more, visit their website at pmi-nnv.org. So, Sue, let's talk about the difference you make in an organization when someone with your expertise is brought in as a professional project manager versus me, the business owner, simply pointing a finger to my assistant, Susie, saying, guess what? You're now in charge of that big project. (laughs) And that does happen. However, um, I think that there are a number of different types of expertise that a project manager brings to your organization. Um, A couple of them are the fact that uh, project managers can be certified. They take lots of course hours and a pretty extensive exam, and they have to maintain that certification with continuing education. So there's the brain work side, the methodology side, but that's balanced with experience. 
And experience tells a lot about how a project manager is likely to succeed. They draw on their past projects, their experience in various fields. Some of the methodology is very transferable from one industry to another, but having experience in a particular industry is a really good thing. A project manager professional is extremely useful on a very complicated project, which which you mentioned. We just bring in experience and methodology. That said, many of us started being project managers accidentally. So we call ourselves accidental project managers. And that might be Susie, who the business owner says, you're in charge of this. And what can happen is if you have sort of the the interest in running things, in making things happen, in achieving results, you might find yourself in that case as someone who becomes an accidental project manager. And one of the things that those people can then do is go to the PMI organization and start to look at the additional courses, the additional training, and to start to learn some of the methodology that can really benefit them. We've been talking about that a lot of these organizations are bigger organizations, big project involving lots of people, lots of people. You need soft skills. Right. Communication right. and who's best fit for that and what happens when somebody has a meltdown and, you know, all that <laughs> kind of stuff. So how do you develop those soft skills? Because that seems to me almost as important as understanding here's how to follow a checklist and a timeline. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people go into project management because they're interested in the soft skills. But there are also people certainly who are very into the organization and the hard skills and whatever the discipline they're into. And what they then need to start looking at is the success of the project is as much tied to your soft skills expertise. And you have to want to get better at that. The soft skills are being able to listen to people. When we talked about are people telling you the truth about being on time, if, ever, if the team working on your project is telling you everything's going great, everything's going great, they need to trust you enough. It's to, that trust that takes time to build up. It's one of the soft skills that takes time to build up. To go back to your question about what makes a good project manager, it's all these soft skills that are hard to teach these particular things. It just takes time and experience. And just like uh, it's people skills, having to be able to build that trust, to have the open door, to be able to have somebody's back, so to speak, that they feel comfortable, totally open with you about the status of various tasks. Negotiating is another one. I mean, Very how do you point. tell someone who outranks you in the company that, you know, their idea, their vision may not be realistic, their expectations about when the project would be completed are not realistic. I mean, you need to learn some words, some tools uh, to explain that in a logical way and have it accepted so that the, the projects that follow on are not so difficult in the same regard. 
someone who is disciplined and doesn't have the soft skills to really tell somebody, hey, you know what, you're doing an awesome job and your piece is critical and it's appreciated versus have you got it done yet? When can I expect it? I imagine makes a total difference for the outcome. Right. Absolutely. The project manager has to be able to be the cheerleader And then, on the other hand, they also have to be able to deliver bad news. Mm -hmm. And if someone isn't meeting the deadlines, they need to ask that question, is there anything in your way? Mm -hmm. And try to work that out. And then if there are people on a project that aren't getting things done, the project manager has to have that strength to be able to say, perhaps this person shouldn't be on this project. Mm -hmm. Swapping people out if you need to, that Mm -hmm. type of stuff. Exactly. So it definitely is, if you're looking for a good project manager, you're looking for those skills, that experience, the tools, the discipline, all of that. And then you're also looking for someone who knows how to build a team, knows how to communicate with stakeholders, knows how to deliver bad news, can be strong enough, as Sue said, to say to the sponsor of the project, we want to be successful, and you're, it looks like we're going off scope here, but do it in a nice way. Most companies don't have just one project, right? <laughs> right. 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 So, so, and you want to be able to, because if it's something fun and cool, like, you know, we're planning an event, mm-hmm. or we're going to a trade show, or we're going to design a new prototype then part of the fun and the Mm -hmm. the skill set is who wants to be on this team right yes i always say on my projects one of my ways that i see if i've been successful is do the people on that team want to work for me again on another project Mm -hmm. you want people to be enthusiastic you want them to want to work on your next project and that's where you'll get the best team and really as the visionary or the business owner we just want it done I'm not a real detail. I don't want every single detail, but by gosh, I want the people on the project, they better have all the details. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. And one of, one of the things that we also teach is that keeping in communication with various people on the project does not mean emailing them every time someone sneezes and giving them an update because upper management doesn't want that detail and not everybody needs to be involved. And we all have issues with way too many emails during the day. Um, and uh, how do you be judicious about that communication? That's a skill as well. It's, it's one of those things to read people and understanding who your audience is. Yeah. Everybody's different. Exactly. Yeah. And how we want to receive right. and how we want to be <clears throat> talked to and, and approached and all those things. So very important. We're going to continue this conversation about the importance of having a professional project manager on your team. We'll be right back. This is Sue Churchill from Project Management Institute, Northern Nevada Chapter. You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is enthusiastic and knowledgeable about project management value to companies big and small. Thank you, Sherry. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. 
If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. Bye, Mom. Bye, Dad. Bye, kiddos. More coffee, dear? Yeah, honey, but just a bit. It's going to be another hot one today. Doris and Phil next door are getting their swimming pool ready. The kids were asking when they could invite their friends over for a pool party. Let's go to Pool Supply Outlet today. Good idea. I saw the Pool Supply Outlet TV spot last night. Everything in the store is super low priced. We need chlorine tablets, pass the salt, and this year I want to get some noodle swords and a big blow-up shark so I can be king of the pool. Right, babe. Pool Supply Outlet also has great prices on robotic pool cleaners. Pass the butter. We should get one so I can spend more time enjoying the pool. You mean so I can spend more time enjoying the pool? And your koi pond. That's right. Pool Supply Outlet is right next door to Oasis Pond Maintenance and Supply. They've got the best prices in town on pond treatment and fish food. Hurry up so we can get going. Do you know how to get there? It's at the corner of Glendale Avenue and Marietta and Sparks. Pool Supply Outlet, 881 Glendale Avenue. I also want one of those cute duck decoys. Come to our Customer Appreciation Barbecue on Saturday, May 7th, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. See the newest pool products, food, refreshments, and fun. Saturday, May 7th, Pool Supply Outlet, 881 Glendale Avenue in Sparks. Pool Supply Outlet, Reno.com. The starting point for success is your own vision and image of yourself and your business. If you think you're a commodity, a generic product, or a service like any other, then that's what you'll be. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You'll do what everyone else does. You'll price the same way as everyone else, and you'll sell, market, communicate, deal with people, and relate to clients the same way as everyone else. And worse yet, if you behave just like everyone else, then you've already accepted your business's death sentence, allowing it to be marginalized by the marketplace. Or you can strive for greatness in your impact and contribution to the marketplace by joining Sherry Hill, innovative and inspiring certified business instructor, as she joins forces with The Cube at Midtown to bring you Catalyst Live, a 12-week deep dive program starting Thursday nights, May 19th through August 4th. If you're ready to move your business from stagnation to stunning growth, then go to www.cubeatmidtown.com to learn more and register today. Seats are limited, partner discounts available, and early bird pricing ends April 29th. Go to www.cubeatmidtown.com. Hello, this is Dr. Pamela Williamson from the Women's Business Enterprise Council West. I'm on the Sherry Hill Show next weekend, Saturday at 5 p.m. and Sunday at 8 a.m. on 99.1 FM Talk. One radio show that you won't want to miss if you're serious about business. Sherry Hill is the wealth protection diva. If you missed any part of today's show and would like to listen to the podcast, please visit SherryHillShow.com. This entire show, we've been talking about project management. And for many of us as business owners, of course, we have big goals and aspirations and a vision for where we want to take this organization. However, every single thing we want to do, we must first think of the big picture. Strategically, how do we want to get there? Why do we want to get there? And now, what are those actions, those things that we must implement in order to move that needle to get us to that next level. So as I've been talking to Sue Churchill, Joe Fitz, and Lisa Bossel, project management professionals, they are all members of the 
Project Management Institute, the Northern Nevada chapter. And so let, let's talk about, okay, we have our project, we started it, we've been working on it, we're executing, and now guess what? We're at the end of that project. There's a finish line. So what really happens? Because you guys as project management professionals, you don't just walk out the door and say, thanks guys, we'll see you later. What happens in this process? Maybe to say thanks. What I see a lot of um, project managers go through is that they're, they're actually managing multiple projects, three, four, five, ten, and they're so busy that they get close to the end. It's like the barn is in sight for the horse. We want to get on to the other projects, and so we don't always close them as carefully as we might. We don't always stop and consider what lessons have we learned from this project that we might want to apply to projects in the future. In the back of the project manager's mind, there's there's some of that, but it's not always a discussion with the team and the sponsors and the stakeholders. And so that is really a valuable conversation. What did we do well? What do we need to work on? Um, how do we want to communicate that to other people in our organization so that um, we can not waste so much time in the future on things that didn't work too well and we can reuse the things that did really work? Well, I would also think that you would learn through the process how each other works better as well. So right. how did this team do as a team? Is there analysis? Is there, oh my gosh, you know, I don't ever want to work with Sally again because, <laughs> gosh, she just was so negative. But bottom line is maybe as the project manager you said, you know what, she might have been negative, but she sure brought up some good questions. Right. <laughs> exactly. So we do typically do a lessons learned session at the end of a project. And sometimes that is also a celebration. Because one of the things that people need to do is celebrate that the project is over. So they're having the Virginia Street Bridge opening today. Right. That's a big project. I, ho I hope they have the people who worked on the project there. I'm <laughs> sure they do. So you have a lessons learned and you have a celebration. And as Sue said, the goal of that lessons learned is to make improvements for your next project. So one of the things that I also like to do on my projects is have a lessons learned, not just at the end. Mm. So have a lessons learned, mm. for instance, at the beginning of the project. How do we want this project to run? We've all been on other projects. What would be useful? And then you talked about people, you know, so-and-so was great. So-and-so was hard to work with. If you can develop the trust, as Joe was saying, that, that trust is something that's very important. And if you can develop that trust, then you also have those conversations during the project. So you can continue to get better, even as you're working on that project. Well, I would think so, because as you know, part of your soft skills and understanding mm -hmm. people, if there's issues or frustration or antagonism or, oh gosh, I don't want to go to another meeting with so-and-so, if you don't get that clear and you wait until the end, what if that's a two-year project? How much time was wasted? Right. How much energy? A lot, of, a lot of time and a lot of energy is wasted on those type of things. You're right. A real bonus to bring it back to the front end of the project, 
when you kind of get your team in the room or uh, have that first meeting is really to go around and point out what each person brings to the project, what are the positives, what is their expertise, what is their role going to be going forward, because it may be different than their role in the past, and it may give people some encouragement about the way this project is going to go forward. So it brings it back around, and you can maybe bring up what a person did really well in a previous project. Focus on the positive. Yes. Because it is done, and you do want to celebrate. (laughs) Right, and that celebration is important. It's important to people. I think one of the other things that helps to develop teamwork is recognition. Mm -hmm. At the end of a project, certainly, and hopefully during a project, the project manager is recognizing individuals and saying thank you. And one of the things that project managers often do is encourage, for instance, the business owner to come in and say thank you to the team and make sure that that team feels recognized specifically for what they contributed to a project. Right. And those, those small things are, are big. Just just by somebody saying thank you is a big deal. A lot of people just don't do it. They just, uh, it's, it's, it's insinuated. But just by actually saying thank you, it's a just a a small little thing to do, but it makes a big difference. Those Absolutely. You guys are professional. You've gone through all the certifications and certainly at a higher level. Is there a level of client that you like to work with or does it really matter? I like to work with people who have interesting projects to me personally, but that's just my you know personal thing. Um, I also like to help people that really could use a, a hand. Larger companies pretty much often have great people already on staff or they hire uh, great people and um, many people don't necessarily have the title of project manager, but they have great experience with it. So because of the kind of person I am, <laughs> teacher, whatever, I, you know, I like to help the company that needs my help. Right. And as you're saying, some of these larger organizations mm-hmm. certainly have someone with this PMP certification. They're members of your chapter exactly. versus the typical lot of small businesses out there, maybe 50 employees or less, aren't going to have a full-time project manager so if, if they're listening and they're like, wow, I didn't know this organization exists, and there's a way that maybe I can pull someone up within my organization to help them achieve that level, then you would encourage them to come to your chapter. Absolutely. <laughs> we have a variety of ways for people to increase their knowledge about running projects. Some of our Our programs are hard skills, and some of them are soft skills. We have lunch meetings both in Reno and in Carson City once a month, and it's a roundtable. We talk about a particular subject. One of the Carson City lunches recently was about meetings and effective meetings, and that's useful for anyone. (laughs) Definitely Mm -hmm. important for project managers, also useful for other people. And then we also have dinner meetings once a month where we have speakers who talk about project management out there. And everyone who comes and presents is not necessarily a project manager. We had Art Town come and talk about the art of project management. And their projects are so interesting because they're very complicated, a lot of logistics. We have someone talking this month about 
how you navigate through the challenges of people saying this project needs to be done now, faster, better, you know, that kind of environment, and how as a project manager you manage through that. So those resources are available. Another interesting example from the last few months was the construction manager with RTC on the Southeast Connector Road Project and um, all of the various things that he encountered, not just in getting the road built, but some of it um, went near um, some areas where there were uh, various kinds of wildlife, um, deer, um, uh, birds, etc. And they had to literally build sort of an overpass so that the wildlife could go under uh, these overpasses to cross the road um, and get from one uh, place to the other. So something they hadn't anticipated, exactly. in, yeah. but yet now all of a sudden must do yeah. type of thing. So, well, for anyone that's interested, uh, as we've mentioned before, your website is pmi-nnv.org. You offer all kinds of classes, courses, your lunch meetings, your dinner events, your speakers that come in. And, of course, if anyone's interested in earning this certification, then you have that avenue for them to do that as well. But certainly to meet with you guys and learn. I'm sure it's, it's a rewarding profession. Definitely. It's, definitely. It's rewarding because you're helping people get things done. And it's also rewarding because of the whole teamwork aspect that you talked about. If you can elevate the level of a team and everyone on that team feels energized by that, it's awesome. Yeah. So just the the entire process of of visualizing this project to celebrating its completion which, you know, nothing ever flows as it should, as smoothly as it should. But if you have the skill sets and the knowledge and the experience, it might be a great way to uh, capitalize on all of those talents. Definitely, Jerry. And I wanted to just get in the fact that we uh, partner with the University of Nevada, Reno, um, in working with project management students both um, in the undergraduate academic um, world, and we helped develop a certification program in project management with the UNR Extended Studies curriculum. And we have uh, teachers Lisa and Cheryl Allen, and it used to be me. <laughs> we've, uh, we've definitely championed that way of learning for That's a well. long time. I really appreciate this insight into effective project management. Well, and we appreciate you giving us this opportunity. It's been fantastic. We'll catch up with all of you next week, and I know that it will be just as enlightening. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. Send her a message on Facebook.com slash Sherry Hill Show. And tune in next week, same time, same station, for The Sherry Hill Show.